Talk to your plants to make them grow bigger. Talk to your fungi to make them grow smaller. Talk to your pets to make them stay the same size. This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20 20 questions. questions. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. And this week on the podcast, holy balls, it's a guest episode. Can you even believe it? I I certainly can, because I helped book her. Who do we have, David, with us live in the studio? We don't have a studio, then this isn't live. Yes, we do. It's great. Check out the vaulted ceiling. It's so dope. Today in the studio, we have Aaron Kane. Hey, guys. Hey, Aaron. Aaron is our old-timey college friend. Aaron was actually the very first person I met at WashU, Washington oh, no University shit. of St. Louis. Yes. I think we made contact over Facebook. We made contact over Facebook, which I had like just, just started using really yeah. like that you summer. Yeah, awaiting our college email so we could get our Facebooks. You made contact with me over Facebook, David. I, I did. I think I contacted you. So I, I contacted Aaron maybe like a week or so before I contacted you. Because I was trying to figure out who was in our housing assignment, uh, who was in our who was in our residential college, and I saw that mm-hmm. Dave on your Facebook page, you had a bunch of interests that were very similar to mine, and I was like, tappity tappity, oh my god! Yeah, you sent me a message about Monkey Island. Yeah, it was about Monkey Island. You like mm-hmm. you like Lucas Arts point and click adventure games. I do too. Let's be friends. And we totally were. Do you remember why you contacted me? Um, I think you and I were like. Do you remember? Because I do not. I know that we talked about the Aquabats at some point in time, but I don't remember exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was like a big thing for you and me freshman year. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here, you guys. I've missed you. We've missed you, but why would you have had cause to miss us or anyone in the United States, for that matter? Well, um, so I have been in a rainforest in the Ivory Coast um, doing my dissertation research on monkey behavior. Where are you? Are you? You are not there now, though. To clarify. No. So right now I'm back at Ohio State, where I'm a grad student. Um, I'm calling you from the Monkey Lab. I really enjoy the fact that there is uh, a, a room called the Monkey Lab. I think it's officially the Primate Lab, but since the only people who work here study monkeys, um, it sounds more exciting. It is. That it way. is de facto the Monkey Lab. <laughs> exactly. So wait. So the fact that there are chimp skeletons. Doesn't dissuade anyone from calling it the, the monkey lab? Well, we also, as well as the chimp skeletons, we have something like, I don't know, 150 monkey skeletons in the same room. They're just in boxes because we study them. I see. Mm-hmm. So you are talking to us right now surrounded by skeletons, yes. is what you're saying. Yep. So listeners, just... Just imagine our guests surrounded by skeletons. I always a really chorus of monkey skeletons. I really hope that the zombie apocalypse never happens while I'm in here because it'll have pretty devastating consequences. So you okay, so you are in a room surrounded by skeletons with a freezer full of dead primates. Yep. That oh is true. man, yeah. Oh, you're boned in the zombie apocalypse, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. I'm so sorry. I don't know why you're apologizing. You're the one who's in danger. You gotta get out of there. (laughs) Get out of there, man. In fairness, Freezer Full of Primates sounds like a pretty dope black metal album, doesn't it? It does. Like a science fiction kind of metal album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a concept album about uh, a zombie apocalypse. That begins in a primate biology lab. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the frozen frozen gorillas. What'd you say? A gorilla and an orangutan? Yeah. So, yeah, Aaron, the frozen were, gorillas were... and orangutans emerge from the freezer to wreak vengeance. 
Indeed. So, Aaron, you were recently in the Ivory Coast. Yes. What were you studying? What sort of what sort of monkeys were you studying in the rainforest? Um, so I mostly studied Diana monkeys, which are a pretty monkey. They're sort of um, they're like black and white and red, um, and they're sort of cat sized, I guess. Um, they eat lots of fruit, and I was collecting their poop. So cat sized, and you know, also what you do with a cat. Exactly. I'm sorry. What were you doing for their research, though? I know what you were doing for for fun, but what? <laughs> um. Yeah. No. What was what? What were the aims of the research? What do you? What can you learn from, from an animal from studying its uh, its spore? So its I want to know how stressed they are at different times of the year. Um, I'm relating it to what they're eating. So I'm looking at um, fecal metabolites of a couple of different stress hormones. Um, Interesting. And I'm also looking at fecal metabolites of reproductive hormones, so I can see if um, how their like reproductive cycles work, and if that's also related to food availability and things. Um, so the poop is just a means to an end, so to speak. Um, so, <laughs> hey, oh, I know, I know. When, okay, so when you're analyzing the shit, mm-hmm. uh, does that tell you, so are you looking for things like across the whole population, or does that tell you like specific things about a specific monkey? I individually identified all of the monkeys I was collecting poop from, and then I would like follow them until they pooped. So I know who's poop oh, okay. I collected and then I can be like so I can do both things which is kind of nice um, so you don't have to identify them by the poop no I I watched it emerge and land on the ground <laughs> a charming pastime it's true and sure. the worst of it is the way that we identify the females is by um, nipple shape um, really yes because huh. um, it changes depending on like how the babies nurse and just like individual variation I don't know but anyways I spent all summer and the previous year that I was there staring at monkey nipples and anuses um and really nothing else Dave I'm overwhelmed with the possibilities of what to like title this episode (laughs) you know there's just there's just too many there's too many possibilities and we're only a couple of minutes in here it's true okay so you're out in the woods you're following monkeys around, Aaron. Mm-hmm. You're looking at their butts. You're looking at their nipples. Mm-hmm. Things are falling out of those orifices. And, <laughs> and it's them. just it's just a great time for everybody. Yep. What a great time to be alive. But where were you staying when you weren't when you weren't doing observation in the forest? Um, so when I wasn't in the forest, I would go out to the villages. Um, I spent the weekends in the village, usually. The forest is um, surrounded by a bunch of kind of small villages in Ivory Coast, um, and it's only about 10 kilometers from Liberia. So there's a whole lot of interesting like cultural things going on, too. Um, and I got to do stuff like kill chickens and butcher them with machetes and go to funerals. and um... <laughs> Wait, for the chickens? <laughs> no, for people. Oh, okay. Um, well, but some of the, the butchering... You, I don't know. You're just saying those two things in proximity. That's true. That's true. It was a reasonable assumption. I remember the first time you went to the Ivory Coast. So, Aaron, are you no longer a vegetarian in your daily American practice? Um, I don't go out of my way to eat meat, but um, like at restaurants or something, if sure. there's something that I want, then I will not eat. Because yeah. I just... I remember, I remember when you first went to Ivory Coast... Like, weren't you, you were staying with a family, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they, they were so excited to host an American scientist that they like, they had a party and they slaughtered a goat for you and you ate it. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that was really just impressive and touching and kind and smart. Yeah. I mean, it's like, 
people are so nice. Well, that's a big deal, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, people are used to having students around um, because a lot of people work in the the same rainforest. It's called the Thai forest in Ivory Coast. Um, but T A I. But for whatever reason, folks get along with me really well, and I really enjoy being there. So people are really nice and um, will regularly do things like kill chickens or have a party for not for me, but you know, invite me to their parties um, and help me cook special things and things like that. Um, so if I decided not to eat the goat or the smoked frog or the giant land snail. I was waiting for the giant West Giant African land, land snail. snail. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Wait. Okay. So how do you, how does one, what is a dish of giant African land snail like? Um, how does one prepare that? They, what does it consist of? I mean, they make sauce or it's like a stew. Um, whatever kind of stew you want. So you could have like stew from um, palm seeds, palm nuts, I guess is the English translation, or you could have stew from um, manioc leaves or um, a variety of other things. And then they just kind of chop up the snail into the stew and it cooks along with the stew and then you eat it. Hmm. Is it, does it have like, here's what I'm imagining, like mm-hmm. a kind of squiddy consistency? Yeah, it's definitely rubbery. <laughs> yeah, when you described it to me, it sounded like overcooked squid. Yeah, yeah, I think that's mm. a good analogy. That I is... don't know, that sounds exciting. If somebody put that in front of me, I'd be like, heck yes, I'm yeah. eating this. No, it was pretty good, it was pretty good. Oh, okay. I wasn't as much a fan of the frog, because um, they smoke it with the skin still on, mm-hmm. um, and like totally, in- like it's a whole frog. It's just had its you know stomach removed or something like that, and so it's like lying there, kind of looking like a petrified, screaming animal, um, still skinned in your stew, and then you have to like snap off its legs and suck off the meat. Are they big frogs? Are they little frogs? They're like I don't know, like palm-sized frogs. They're pretty substantial. Hmm. That is, uh, I I have to admit. That sounds delicious, but also kind of intimidating. Yeah. Not sure if I'm ready to, like, eat a frog's eye. Mm-hmm. So what kind of cultural things do you, uh, do you, get, to par- do you get to participate in oh. uh, out yeah, in these villages? Tell us about the, the fets Yeah, and my stuff. favorite thing to do is go to these mask festivals um, where it's usually associated with a funeral. So there are, like, spirits who are associated with particular villages and they have these masks that are carved and passed on through generations that the Hmm. spirits like inhabit and then um when the spirits like take over the person wearing the mask then they they dance um and they like perform basically for everybody else in the village and so you have these big fets where everybody you know in the neighboring villages comes and you kill a goat or a, um, a cow, depending on how big the festival is. Um, and then um, the masks dance for like, I don't know, five or six hours. And then you go and eat your... Wow. your pe- five or six hours? I mean, it's usually... it's like, like continuously? Yeah, it's like maybe 15 or 20 different masks will come and they'll have little like cycle through. And um, you have a couple of different drummers because they get really tired. Um, yeah, I can oh, imagine. Oh, they get tired. Yeah. Not the dancers. Well, the dancers I mean, the masks are like, they're spirits for one thing, so they're not supposed to get tired. But I think the guys who um, are inhabited by the spirits are also really drunk. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so so maybe that helps? So there's like, I think so. 
there's kind of like a Pentecostal religious ecstasy thing. Going yeah, on but too. not the like the Christian. There's a lot of actually Pentecostal and like evangelical Christianity out there, and they're not allowed to participate in any of the mask stuff um, because it's like oh, of sucks. the devil, which I think is really upsetting. Oh. It's really depressing. Um, yeah. But yeah, so after the masks finish dancing for the day, you like go and eat. Um, and then they have a dance party from like 8 p.m. until like 3 in the morning. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So after the dance party, they have another dance mm-hmm, party? Because you don't get to dance. You just sit and watch the masks dance. I see. So the masks get to like sit and hang out and have a beer. So yeah, that's just like here. I, that's just like Brooklyn. Right. <laughs> Very similar. Is it? Yes. People- I was walking down. After- this this is the dumbest thing. I was walking down the street pretty, pretty late at night with Jenny, and we were going to get some, like, pizza, like, takeout. And uh, a couple of kids uh, stopped us, and they're, like, they're dressed very scantily with a lot of neon bracelets. And they're like, hey, are you guys going to the rave? Do you know where the rave is? And we're just like, no, we just walked out of the apartment to get takeout. Do we look like we're going to a rave? I mean, that's what we thought. Mm -hmm. But what we actually said was, nope, we don't know anything about a rave. They're like, oh, okay. (laughs) I guess we'll just, I guess we'll just walk in the direction of this noise. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's exactly the same as here. More or less. It's a good thing you didn't tell them that you did know where the rave was, because those were juvenile informants. Oh, maybe they... <laughs> From the vice squad. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were. Maybe they, maybe they were trying cops. to bust open the rave. We're gonna bust this case wide open. Oh, but they weren't, like, I, babies. When I say... No, I'm imagining I'm imagining. When I say kids, now. I meant, like, you know... College, sophomore. Right. Maybe they were teenagers. Maybe they'd made it into their early twenties. That's what I meant by kids. I know, I know you're saying that, but I still imagine like a bunch of kids playing stickball on a sandlot. One of them's missing a tooth. The other one's got like a little bandana, ponytail. But also, they're just covered in glow sticks and yeah, and covered glow in glow braces. sticks. And they've got like a little scrappy dappy dog. And the scrappy dappy dog has one like is has one white eye and one one black ring around his eye. And he's also covered in glow sticks. Yeah, he's got like a disco ball hanging from his collar. Yep. Sort of like Rave Little Orphan Annie. Exactly. Rave Little Orphan Annie. Maybe that's the title of this episode. <laughs> Maybe that's the one. So, okay, I have questions about the masks. Alright. So are these like are these like professional guys do they like go around to different villages or are they people who live in the village and it's just like okay now we're gonna have a thing so now you know so and so is gonna go get inhabited by the spirit Mm -hmm. well so part of this is getting into stuff that i'm not supposed to know about because i'm a woman oh okay um, and i'm not supposed to talk about very much but my understanding of it is that um like there are particular families that are really associated with um, like having mask spirits and people who participate in that mm-hmm. um, and it's like the people who are really involved with traditional religion and things like that in the area um, and so they're primarily the ones who are involved with that um, so wait so the masks don't correspond to the spirits of the departed they correspond to like minor gods um 
I honestly, I don't know enough about the religious stuff to be able okay. to tell you, but my, my impression of it is that they're like, so I mean, so a lot of the religion in the area is animistic and that there's like, um, every thing has a spirit in it. Um, sure. And so people are like, you know, some of it is related to ancestors and some of it is related to nature things, but like everybody has a totem um, that they're not supposed to eat. Um, because at some point in time, like, a Diana monkey distracted the leopard that was chasing your great-great-grandfather, and so they survived, so now your family doesn't eat Diana monkeys anymore, hmm. um, or things like that. Well, that must make dinner parties, like, <laughs> just really awful. <laughs> well, I mean, have you been to a dinner party where there's, like, two people who can't eat gluten, and one person right. who's allergic to nuts... And this guy's yeah. vegan. Right, so it's basically more or less the same. So are these like, are they are they sort of regionally known spirits or are they like hyper local? They're really local. Um, so every so like my favorite mask is Zubaye from Puna. Okay. Um, and so Zubaye from Puna will be invited to go and participate in um, fets in the region. Um, but he's like the only one, you know, people know that he's from Pune and that that's Zubaye. But, you know, if you go too far out of the region, then people won't know who he is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got his he's got his jurisdiction. Right. Did you take any video of that while you were out there? Or I is it did. Inappropriate? No, okay. I did. Um, we, we paid for the um, the ability to take videos um, so that we didn't offend anybody um, sure. and so that the masks are like satisfied. Um, but I took so much video. Um, if, could we put like a little clip of that up on the Tumblr? Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, awesome. yes. Just I don't even care about putting it on the Tumblr. I mean, okay, fine. Maybe the listeners can look at it. I want to see it. Yeah. I am also just totally interested. In yeah, seeing that. I just want to see up. it. And also, uh, Aquapopoussière. Okay. The latest, the latest trend in West African dance technology. Oh what, my gosh. What is this? So Aquapopoussière. Akobo, I think, is um, it's Bedye, which is an Ivorian language. It might be Baule, I don't remember. Um, for Ugh, Aaron. I know, I'm sorry. There are only like 300 languages in Ivory Coast. So, um, Wow. So it means chicken, and poussière is French for dust. And so this song is um, all about... It's like a metaphor about how people are like chickens scratching in the dust, but it's basically just a really awesome song that everybody dances as though they are chickens scratching in the dust too. Um, which for a lot of guys translates to like kind of doing the chicken dance with their knees and like wobbling their knees together while bobbing up and down. Amazing. And for women is primarily twerking. Wait, what? <laughs> yep, it's great. What? Yep. How did you put it, Aaron? There's like some really good isolations going on. Yeah. Like there's this one woman in the video who can just like isolate one buttock at a time. <laughs> it's true. It's, Why is it's this really woman impressive. not an international celebrity? Well, because she's from a little village in the middle of Ivory Coast. No, we got to post this video. <laughs> we it's got, really excellent. We're going to make her bigger than Miley. <laughs> So the best thing that happened to me while I was there um, was there we had a big dance party after one of the funerals, and they invite like recording artists to come. So there's like local recording artists who um, oh, are pretty popular. Um, you know, everybody has their music on their cell phones and stuff. Um, and so I was like sitting and watching. Um, and the guy was like, oh, look at this white lady sitting by herself and, and watching and not dancing. It'll be funny if I call her up and make her dance. Um, but 
as you guys probably yeah. <laughs> or hopefully remember, I um, danced a lot in college, and I still dance a lot. And I'm like, I can actually kind of dance. Um, and you can dance very well. Don't be modest. You are you are a. You dancer. did ballet, and all throughout yeah. college, you did swing and yes. uh, blues, right? Yeah, yeah, you do which remember. Is, which is like swing, but filthy. Exactly. You also, you also did those agility trials we set up in the, <laughs> in the South 40. <laughs> remember when we filled those tires with kerosene and you had to jump through the burning trials? Uh, yeah, yes. and that's how you got sponsorship in the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so so this, anyway, guy, so yes, this he, guy made a mistake. He just thought I was, you know, a regular white person. But I'm a white but person no. who likes to dance. Um, and so I like legitimately was dancing and like following what he was doing. And I heard somebody behind me say in French, "Mes regards, la blanche elle danse." Just like total shock, <laughs> like, "Oh my God, look, the white lady's dancing!" <laughs> and it was like the proudest moment of my life. Well, Erin, that all sounds amazing. Oh, thanks, guys. What's up with you guys? I have pretty cool news. You have awesome Uh, news. I got uh, my dream job, and Jillian and I are moving to California. Holy shit! Basically. Uh, So, as the two of you know, and some of my internet buds know, uh, I was selected to be the uh, 2015-2016 Grammar Content Fellow at Khan Academy, which is an online learning platform that seeks to provide a free education to the entire world. That's like the ultimate David Randstrom job. <laughs> it is. pretty crazy. It is. And uh, to be fair, there are a number of ultimate David Randstrom jobs. That's I've, true. I've come across a bunch of them. This is this is but one ultimate David Randstrom job, but it is certainly the ultimate David Randstrom job. I am so excited. So at the end of the month, Jillian and I are going to pack all of our, I mean, we're packing all of our stuff now. I just went to Trader Joe's today and I picked up like 40 liquor boxes just to I was about to say in. you went to Trader Joe's to get groceries. Do you I don't know if you know how moving works. You don't no, I got like a million I got a million empty cardboard they have boxes. Grocery to pack stores in California. You don't need to buy all of your groceries. No. Although you might want to bring your water. Oh yeah, that that might be a good idea actually. I'll just tie Lake Michigan to the back of my Civic and drive it across the state. Good plan. But yeah, we're moving to so yeah. the San Francisco Bay Area. That's You're going exciting. west, son. Going west. When do you leave? Uh, we're looking at the end the end of this month. That is awesome. It's so cool. So I also in in July I was selected for a global talent search. Yes, oh, I was yeah. about to say, David, regale us with the crazy tale of how you uh, uh, of how you landed this kick-ass opportunity. So I used to make these videos for work uh, on YouTube, uh, these videos called Chalking Points videos. And I made a bunch, I made like 54, 55 of them over a year and a half from January 2013 or thereabouts to July 2014. Um, Then I stopped making them. Uh, And I submitted the videos back in 2013 after one got put on the uh, Andrew Sullivan's Daily Dish, which is a defunct, a now defunct politics blog. Oh, is it? It's a pretty big circulation. Yeah, Yeah, it's gone now. When did he stop doing that? Uh, maybe three or four months ago. Huh. Maybe six months ago. He retired. He was like, this is too much. I'm writing a book. Bye. I love you. <laughs> he did that for a long time, didn't he? Yeah, it was he a while. He really did. After, after one of my videos was put on his website, I decided to reach out to Khan Academy and send them my stuff. 
and they were like, these are great. Uh, we can't put them on the website, though. We because they do educational because videos. They're, because they're promotional. They're inherently promotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but keep in touch, they said. And at the time, I'd said to Jillian, like, oh, my God. And I think I'd said to you, Dave, like, God, it would be the greatest thing if they started doing grammar stuff. At yes, Academy. you did. Yes, I did you say did. that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said, that's a pipe dream. That will never in a million years happen. Flash forward to, uh, I think it was April of this year, uh, and my friend Christine Horn and both of my parents this one morning just hit me with three individual emails like, David, 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 there's this, uh, there's this talent search being organized by Khan Academy. You should totally send them a Chalking Points video. And so I did. I sent them two Chalking Points videos. I wrote a couple of essays and then I forgot about it. Like I did not think about it because it was the most remote possibility Mm -hmm. in my mind that I would even get, well, let's, you know, dump this over the side of the boat. Right. Yeah. Maybe maybe some fish will show up, but just we're gonna go utter... on and do other things now. Exactly. Like I just was not thinking about it. And then in July, I found out I was a finalist for it. I had an interview, uh, and then they said you won, and, and I, that freaked the crap out of me. <laughs> I was so excited. Uh, and they um, so there were ten winners from all over the country, uh, and we were all flown out to Mountain View, California, um, to meet with one another and meet the team and talk about our futures i guess if i i, I still, feel like when you sure. won the thing you mm-hmm. may have you may have like sent me a message or like we were talking about it and you're like is there any possibility that this is like fake no. like like is is there any possibility that this is a trick of some sort yeah like you i was were that so blown certain. away by it i was so certain that they had made an error oh but you're so awesome, and that's what you do. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, no. Then so they it, flew you out to the magical land of California. Which was great. I got to see my friends Michael, our friends Michael and Megan. Uh, and it, that began my new my new rule, my new travel rule, mm-hmm. is I'm you're, never you're going troll. to leave home again without a bathing suit. Oh, that's wise. That is an interesting travel rule. Because you're probably going to stay in a hotel, and that hotel probably has a hot tub. Or you'll be in California, which is full of ocean. Or you'll be in California, which is full of ocean. Yet paradoxically no water. It is the great irony of California! California's sweet. It's going to be hella expensive, though. Look at me saying hella like a real Californian. Yeah, you're already there. Do they say hella in California? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. So that's what's up with me. Dave, what is up with you? All right, you guys, I didn't go to a different continent. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't have a new, well, I do have a new job, but we, are, we talked about that. It's an old new job now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to California. I don't have anything going on. I sit on the train and I read things. And here's what I read. <laughs> you guys, did you know that with the exception of a ban in Maryland... Mm-hmm. And a permit requirement in California, it is 100% completely fucking legal to have a flamethrower in the United States. What? I was unaware. What? <laughs> Flamethrowers. Completely legal. That... Nobody ever bothered to ban them, except in Maryland. Well, you know, Maryland. Ma- you know, Maryland. <laughs> I mean, flames otherwise. Listen, have you been to Maryland? Yeah, there. It's pretty flammable. 
Yes, they've historically <laughs> been very flammable down there. So, you know, they got to cover their asses. Everywhere else, though, flamethrowers. And this is um, this has never been an issue before because up until, like, right now, up until now, uh, where the hell were you going to get a flamethrower, right? <laughs> like, how, like, it's a very expensive piece of equipment. Uh where where does one dare Ex- I ask? Well, because here's Amazon? the thing: it used to be a very expensive piece of equipment until two companies, one of which is based in Erin, Ohio, <laughs> developed a small flamethrower for individuals that it's less than a thousand dollars. Oh, for home and garden use. For home huh. and garden use. Putting yeah. in small guitars. <laughs> oh man! Wait, shit. Somebody's going to do that now. I didn't even think of the implications when I read this article. But Aaron, you're so right. Somebody is going to buy one of these and they're going to convert it into a Mad Max Doof Warrior guitar. This is the gift that Ohio gives to the world. Oh my goodness, Ohio. You're magic. What's the name of the the, the business that's uh, that's selling these things now? All right. Guys, listen. I'm going to tell you what the companies are. If you if you go out and you buy a flamethrower from one of these companies and you are not safe with it and somebody gets hurt I swear to god I swear to god I'm going to be like a little upset with you. You should get but sponsorship you, or something. Yeah, if you are going to uh, be responsible with the flamethrowers, enter the code 20QT at checkout for 10% off your order. 20 Questions Tuesday, endorsing flamethrowers since 2015. <laughs> Absolutely not. I just wanted to know if they had like some sort of weird euphemism name, like, oh, like no. General Dynamics or something. N- no, uh, the, the two companies are, there's a company in Michigan uh, called Ion Productions. And there's a company in Ohio, uh, in Cleveland, uh, called X Matter. The Ion product is called the XM42, which, you know, sounds Sounds pretty badass. Yeah, it sounds like it could kill you. It's funny that the two companies are in Ohio and Michigan, given the longstanding rivalry between Ohio and Michigan over everything, basically. Oh, Um, shit. They have, like... Wolverine themed yeah, flamethrowers. Like, you could It's like, it's like football stuff, right? Yeah, but it's like And and also everything else. Everything else. Um it's a bad time to be in Toledo, I guess, if if flamethrowers are now easily accessible in both Ohio and Michigan. Yeah, well, not only are they accessible and relatively inexpensive to purchase, uh they are 100% legal. There's no ban on flamethrowers, which is amazing. That's really horrible. That scares the crap out of me. Yup. And you're not in Ohio. Oh, incidentally, the so the other thing is, they're not even, uh, you can't even like invoke the Geneva Conventions because flamethrowers are banned what? under the Geneva Conventions, right? <laughs> so it is not legal for nation states to use flamethrowers. However... <laughs> That does not apply to individuals. That only applies to armies. I've got it, though. I got it figured out. The people that we would be most concerned about having flamethrowers are also the sort of people that consider themselves sovereign citizens. Have you heard about this movement? Oh, mm. boom. Yeah. You know, Luke, where they're you- like, I am a nation unto myself. And then the UN comes in and says, then you can't have that flamethrower. 
Yep, Boom. loopholes. Nice. I like it. That's a good loophole. We're gonna you be fine. It out. We're gonna be fine. The most damage anybody's gonna do with a flamethrower now is just some like dude in New Mexico deciding to just roast some hatch chilies in his driveway. We'll be fine. <laughs> All right. I mean, listen. Let's let's not mince words here. If I had the opportunity to shoot a flamethrower, balls, yes, I'm doing it. Really? Really? Actually? R- you yes. wouldn't. Uh, How could you not? I don't know. Somebody. Okay, David. Yeah. If, I want you to think. I want you to use the full force of your imagination. I want you to bend the full will of your mind towards this scenario I'm going to present to you. Okay. All right. You are presented with a flamethrower. Somebody says, here is a big open area. And here is a straw mannequin, and we're gonna put it in the center of this like, uh, like concrete. It's it's a parking lot, okay? You're in a you're in an empty, completely empty parking lot, and somebody puts a straw man in the center of the parking lot and hands you a flamethrower and says, "Here you are, go nuts." You're not gonna use that thing. You're really not gonna try it. Can I laugh maniacally? Of course you can. All right, then sign me the fuck up. Sure. You're fine. almost required to laugh maniacally. <laughs> Good practice. You know, if you're going to deploy a flamethrower and not laugh maniacally, as far as I'm concerned, that's just rude. You want to get to the game? Let's do it. Oh, my goodness. We're playing a game. It's 20 Questions Tuesday. It is 20 Questions Tuesday. Aaron, I'm given to understanding that you have come up with the thing that you would like to ask us on this day. It came to me in a fever dream. Oh, no. Did it actually? <laughs> Wait, was it a literal fever dream? No, this is before malaria. Okay. You, did, you did have malaria this year. I did have malaria this year, yes. But this was, this, I thought of before the malaria occurred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you're better and you don't have malaria anymore. Should we go over the rules? Yes, please. All right. Let's do it. All David, right. read her some numbers. Okay. Rule number one. I, Aaron, will think of a thing. Rule number two. The Davids will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of the thing. Rule number three. If the Davids exceed 20 questions, the game and reality as we know it are over. No more than 20 questions are permitted. Rule number four. If the Davids correctly guess the thing in fewer than 20 questions, they win the game, and we all get to live for another week. Oh boy! Rule number five. If the spooky level is too spooky, you may opt to skip it at a cost of minus five points to your final score. Are you ready? Yes. No. All right. All right, let's wait. Okay, now I'm ready. All right, excellent. You may ask your first question. Oh, David. Are we, are we, who's going first? Uh, let's rock, paper, scissors it. Ready? Okay. We'll go on shoot, okay? All right. And then when once you say shoot, then I want you to just yell what you've got. Okay. That's how we're going to be honest with each other. All right, ready? Yeah, I'm honest. Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot, shoot. Scissors. paper. All right. All right, it's me. I'm asking the first question. Aaron. Yes. Ah, question number one. So much pressure. I don't know if I can handle it. I don't choke, okay. you got this. You got this. No, no. Oh, geez. Um, is it a rock? It's not a rock. I was thinking of rock, paper, scissors. Damn it. I'm sorry. Too much pressure. It's all right. <sighs> all right. Well, it, I guess it's your question now, David. Is it alive? Yes. Okay. Is it 
an animal. It is animals. Human animals? No. Okay. More interesting animals? animals than that. Are they primates? They are not primates. I'm not that predictable, guys. <laughs> Man, I ain't no. I I feel like yeah. I I feel like that would be a little too on the nose. Yeah, I know. And and Aaron knows this. It's true. I'm a moderately intelligent individual. That's not true. You're a very intelligent. Aaron is a scientist. Individual. Well, okay. I am a scientistly intelligent individual. There we go. You're a goddamn scientist. You've got like, you've got like, brain matter on top of us. Wait, that didn't make sense. <laughs> <Sounds unpleasant. laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm imagining, Dave, I'm imagining like like Batman and Robin in like the lair of some com- of some Batman villain, just each one of them under two enormous pink sloshy brains. What I'm trying to say, Aaron, is that you could crush us with your brain, your science brain, and we all know it. That's what I was trying to say. I think I appreciate that, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Aaron, yes. Is this animal... Or animals, Mm -hmm. a mammal. Yes. Okay. Is it a mammal that I might encounter in my everyday life? Um, uh, well, I guess you're kind of close to New Jersey, but otherwise, no. Interesting. Well, okay, keep in mind that I have no less than, so I I do work in New Jersey now. Oh, Uh, I didn't know that. I know, it's nuts. That's crazy, yeah. Yes. For some reason, I live in New York and, and commute in to New, New Jersey. Jersey. That makes very much sense. Just, it's, just don't worry about it. All right. Just don't worry about it. Um, and driving to and from the train station in New Jersey, I have no less than two times seen a woodchuck. Oh, man. Or possibly a groundhog. I don't know. Is the are, animal are those two a things even different? Or groundhog? It is not a woodchuck or a groundhog. Is it a mythical creature? Nope, it, it exists. So so when you said it's notable whether or not he's close to New Jersey, you weren't talking about it being like like a Jersey devil. No, or like okay. whatever the Loch Ness monster of New Jersey is. No, this was just... That's the Jersey devil, actually. That's the Jersey devil. Oh, okay. There's, Wisconsin has the hodag. Right. Which is sort of like a Jersey that devil. That sounds filthy. I don't like that. <laughs> Well, okay, you try it again with more of a... You have to think of it with a, a Wisconsin accent. Oh, uh, a hodag? A hodag. <laughs> a hodag? Yeah, you... All right, I, I guess a, that... I caught a I guess that doesn't sound so bag dirty. of bagels, or ba- bag of bagels. All right. That's I guess, the thing. I guess is. that doesn't sound so filthy if you say it in that, hodag. you know, delightful accent. Indeed. True. Um, is it like a deer? No. I mean, you would encounter it in places other than New Jersey as well, potentially. Okay. So it's real, mm-hmm. and it... Uh, it's real, it, and it's a mammal. Is it a quadruped? Yes, they are quadrupedal. Are they carnivorous? Yes. That's what I was about to ask. They are carnivorous. Wait, wait, I know what it is. All right. It's a bear. It is bears. It's bears. But there's yes. more to it than bears. Of course there is. Is it a wily bear? Um, so one of them might be wily. Is it a it's- team of bears? Yes. Is one of them a Malayan sun bear? Yes. Is he easily the wiliest of all bears? <laughs> easily the wiliest member of the bear family. Yes, you could say that. I'm, I'm, I'm titling this episode, In Jokes Ahoy. <laughs> Can we even explain that one? 
we can like, just put I, up the the bears ad. I'm not sure how funny it will be to any other human being. <laughs> the Malayan sun bear is the wiliest member of the bear family. And one time, Aaron adopted me one. It's true, I did. For for gift purposes, mm-hmm. and it was amazing and delightful. I came very close to dropping out of grad school to go be a volunteer at a Malayan sun bear rescue. Oh my goodness. (laughs) But um, decided that would probably be an even less sound career choice than primatology. Aaron, okay, like, you're amazing and I love you dearly, but if you had done that, you would be my favorite person in the entire world. I am sorry. You're really close. You're pretty great. Mm -hmm. You're like way up there. You're like way up there right now. Mm -hmm. But if you'd done that, it would have just just like pushed it over the edge. I appreciate that. Just that little extra bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so there is a Malayan sun bear. Indeed. But there's also other bears. There are. Hmm. Uh, do we have to guess which, co- like, what kind of bear each of the bears is? Um. I mean, I suppose. I think. Or are there too many bears? No, no. There are not. There are not too many bears. Um, I, th- I guess one other bear could help you with the rest of the story, but um, you could go at it in either direction, I suppose. Keep guessing. Is there... Okay, so there's not... So there's a finite number of bears. A finite number, yes. Uh, is it a specific number of bears? Um, yes, it is. Okay. Like is it five, five bears? bears? It's not five bears. Is it a number greater than five? It is not. Okay. Is it a bear trio? Uh, it is not a trio. It is a bear quartet. Yes. All right. Well, that worked out. <laughs> Are these bears in a particular place? Um, I mean, they're in a, like, a location, but the location could be anywhere, if that makes sense. So they're in they're... a specific kind of place, yes, but they're exactly. not in a specific geographic exactly. location. Exactly, exactly. Is the kind of place that they are a human structure? Um, Yes. Is it a Is it a bear store? It's not a bear store. Is a bear store a store for bears or is it a store that sells bears? Um, that's a good question. I suppose it could be both. But they're mm. in neither. Are they in some sort of public building? Yes. Like a city building? Um, I mean it's not like a publicly owned building, but they are in it's a building that the public goes to. Okay, is it a bank? No. Is it, is it a place of business? Um, yes. But also leisure. A, okay, mm. is this a non-for-profit place of business? No, it is for profit. Okay, so it's not it's not a it's not a zoo. No, they're not okay. a zoo. Is it a bodega? It's not a bodega. Although a bodega full of bears would be great. <laughs> yep. Wait, is it what's his name? He's in Star Wars now. Oh, John Boyega. Yeah, is it is it Boyega? <laughs> a John Boyega full of bears. Is it Boyega's Bodega? It's yes, not. I like that. Can we make that a thing? Can that? I want that. Oh, I want to go there. Yeah, I want that to be a thing. He was really good in um, Half of a Yellow Sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, what, he's not. What's that? It's um, all about. It's a movie based on a book by Chimamanda Adichie about Biafra. It was not happy. Oh. Um, hmm. And this has Didn't Chimamanda Adichie just die? No, that was Chinua Achebe. Chimamanda Adichie is a young woman. Oh, oh, she wrote Americana. Yes, exactly. Okay, 
excuse me for confusing my Nigerian authors of note. Their names are s- similar starting. No, don't don't apologize for me. Okay. I suck. I don't shame. apologize for his racisms. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, anyways, these are not racist bears, or at least not purposeful bears. Are the bears, um, are the bears purchasing services or goods at this place of business? No, they're not. Are they? They are providing goods and services at this place of business. They're providing a service. Yes. Okay. Is this like okay? So they just opened a second one of these in New York, uh, and they're all over Japan. I, Is I it not know, a bear I, that cafe? Was a... <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, that so, is not what I was going to ask. Oh, really? Well, no. Aaron got it immediately. <laughs> so you're talking about the cat cafes where you go and you pet the cats that are just living in the restaurant. Yes, yes. it's a cafe. There's cats walking around. You commune with the cats. Is it a? Is it that, but with bears? It is not. That would be a terrible idea. I was thinking of this thing that they have in Thailand and the Philippines and Indonesia where it's like fish pedicures. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yes. What? Where they have oh, these, I've never heard of this. You you go and you take off your your shoes and your socks or whatever. It's Malaysia, so you probably just take off your sandals. Oh and wait. You stick your feet into a little tank, and they're full of these doctor fish, and they yes, nibble away the dead skin about. on your on your feet. Yeah. Is it like that, but with bears? No, that would also be a terrible idea. Bears it's aren't very like good a, at nuance and nibbling. It, I don't think. So it's not a pedicure. It's not a nail salon run by four different bears. It is not. Okay. Are the bears it, interacting <gasps> with human beings in any way? Yes. Is it a Berber okay. shop? Oh, that's good, but it's not. Is it a Berber shop quartet? No, but you're getting closer. Oh, they sing. They perform music. They perform music. Mm-hmm. Um, is are it, the bears in a band? They are in a band. Is the business like a concert venue? Yeah, or like a bar. Okay. I was thinking okay. sort of a divey bar. Sure. Okay. So they're they're the they're the entertainment for the night. They don't own the bar. No. Okay, so it's a four it's a four piece bear band. Mm-hmm. And they play funk rock. They do not play funk rock. They play. Um. They play a specific genre of music, though. Yes. Uh, is it electrified? Um. I think so. Some of their songs, at least. Okay. Is it a bear jug band? It's not a bear jug band. That's where I was going. I was going to like, it's a bluegrass band. Or no, a... I, no, no. I had a feeling you were. I had a hunch. <laughs> Is it? Uh, okay. Did the bears play? Okay. It, it is electrified and it's, uh, it's, it's some kind of pop music. Um, yes. Is it within the rock idiom? Then? It, it is. Yes. We okay. can say that. Do they play, like, indie rock? No, it's very popular. Are they a cover band? They are a cover band. Mmm, okay. So they're covering, like, oldies of some sort. Yeah, more or less. Right. Well, okay. I prefer the classics rather than oldies. Mmm, okay, question. Yes. Do all of these bears have the same haircut? They do. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Wait, are these the Bertels? <laughs> they are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so now you, I mean, you don't really have to guess, but each beetle, Bertel, rather, is a specific type of bear. Okay. Okay, so I think... Here's, so let's let's mm. narrow down. Let's get the uh, the. There, there's a right. lot of ways this could go. Mm-hmm. 
We know there's a Malayan sun bear. Mm-hmm. Who is the wiliest member of the bear family? <laughs> and uh, it's true. So who is the wiliest beetle? Paul, maybe? No, no. no George. I... <sighs> well, no, but the, the Malayan sun bear is also like the doofiest one, so it's probably Ringo. Yeah, it's Ringo. Okay, okay I... it's Ringo. <laughs> yeah, Ringo was going to be my guess. Peace and love, guys. Peace and love. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's Ringo Bear, okay. yep. a Malayan Sun Bear. Mm-hmm. Is there a uh, is there a polar bear? There's not a polar bear. Okay, a grizzly bear. Yes, there is a grizzly bear. That's John okay. Lennon because he's a dick. No, it's not John Lennon. <laughs> oh, damn it! That's okay. Uh, is is George the grizzly bear? George is the grizzly bear. Good job. Bow 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 bow. I think um, grizzly bears are kind of soulful. Because they're and- soulful. Oh, that's the exact word I was about to say, Aaron. Oh, my God. You guys should be friends. Oh, that's- we totally should be. It's true. Um, okay. Soulful grizzly bear. Uh, George bear. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What other see. kind of bears are left? Uh, black well, bear? Well, black bears. No, no black bears in this Kodiak game. bears? No. Um... Panda bears. Yep, there's a panda bear. There's a panda? Okay. Uh, okay. Mm. Okay, so pandas are charismatic megafauna. They're like the poster child for bear conservation, right? Right. So that makes it Paul. Mm-hmm. Because he's the okay. cute one. As, as, I mean, I prefer George personally, but... Sure. Yeah. Which is why you assigned him the noble grizzly. Exactly. David, who's your favorite beetle? Uh, I... All right, so I have a real favorite beetle and I have a secret favorite beetle. So, so if if somebody were to ask me that question straight, I would be like John, because I feel like he is the most creatively interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, if you look at like the the subsequent solo stuff, he he is the one I think who creatively comes out looking. The most, not necessarily the best, but the most interesting. Okay. So he seems like a, like a creative force behind the whole thing. Um, though he only works with the magic sauce of the rest of them, obviously. Well. But, but I have an undeniable soft spot for Ringo for the following reason. Uh, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes, he was were. Mr. Conductor. In the United States, yes, in the United States... Uh, he was Mr. Conductor in like the framing narrative, so I knew about and I knew about Mr. Conductor before I ever knew about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So secret favorite Beatle is Ringo. That's fair. David, for, for me, my 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 straight up favorite Beatle is George because just of because of his like technical proficiency, I find to be really inspiring and cool. But secretly, I both love and hate Paul McCartney because I'm so deeply envious of his, like, skill and his talent and the way that he just sort of faffs it all away. You know, that dude can take, like, a like a three-note phrase that he, like, farted out and turn it into a number one hit sing- single. And it's not just because he's Paul McCartney. It's because he has, like, some sort of savant-like gift for making really successful pop music. And it makes me angry. He's so good, it makes me angry. There's this one song called Everybody Dance Tonight. It's from like 2006. And it's just it's just Paul McCartney picking up, picking up a mandolin and learning three chords and then somehow turning that into a song Aww. that is like catchy. And I'm like, ah, McCartney! Wait, do we have to add him to the enemies list? We shouldn't add Paul McCartney to the 
kind of I mean, that, yeah, I was going to say, that seems a little extreme, but you also seem very angry at him. Yeah, well, you do I'm have... just hella jealous, guys. See, you're getting the hang of it. You'll do fine in California. Oh, boy. You have one bear left. Okay, one final bear. The bear is John Bear. Y- yes. And he is... I don't know, what's the <sighs> dickiest bear? No, it's not about his personality. They chose him because he looks the most like John Lennon. Oh, okay. What uh, kind of bear so, looks like John Lennon? So kind of like a stringy bear. <laughs> a phrase that that I am intensely puzzled by, but at the same time very happy to have uttered. Say it again. What kind of bear looks like John Lennon? Oh, that is pleasurable to hear. Let's go right. by... Well, Bears that we haven't talked about yet. We got we black bears. No, polar bears. No, those are out. Mm-hmm. Koala bears oh, aren't that's really not a bears. Bear. That's not a bear. It's more supial. They're not. Well, you know, I'm just I'm going through all the possibilities. I, I believed you for a second. I was like, oh yeah, that kind of weight. No, I, the sent the full sentence that I was about to say, guys, was <laughs> koala bears. But obviously, that's not a real bear. Oh, okay. Can you think of any notable bears? It's not those bears that the Ainu people of Japan like ritually trap and fatten and eat, right? Um, I don't think so, although I guess that would also work for John Lennon. That's very specific. Wait, that would also work for John Lennon? Isn't Yoko Ono of Japanese descent? She is. Oh, complex but, interwoven metaphor. Yes, but that's not the John but Lennon that's bear. that's not what it is. Is nope. the type of bear that John Lennon is an Asian bear? No, it's not. Does it? Is it from a very specific part of the world? It is. Is it from North America? It's not. Is it from Europe? No. Is it from Africa? There are no bears. There are in no Africa. bears in Africa. There aren't. Um, That's why Paddington is from Darkest Peru. Right. Disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, is it from South America? It is. Is this a commonly known bear type? Um, I kind of thought so, but maybe not. Maybe I just. I'm trying to think what's in the family Ursidae. Sloths aren't in the family Ursidae, right? No. Not even this close. Is, this, is a re- this is a legit bear, yes. It has bear in the actual name of mm-hmm. the bear. This is the only kind of bear you will find in South America. The only kind of bear you will find in South America. Mm-hmm. I'm looking mm-hmm. at Wikipedia right now, and apparently it had a relative in Florida, and there were giant short-faced bears in the middle Pleistocene that are also related to it, which sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but And it's an extant bear. It's not like... Yep, it's a, a current bear. It, it's not like a cave bear. No. Is it a clan of the cave bear? No, there's no caveman sex in this Beatles bear cover band. Okay. I'm disappointed, but okay. I'm sorry. You can't have everything. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Wait, that's a Rolling Stones song. You can't always have caveman sex in a bear Beatles cover band. I remember that song. It's my favorite. It's my favorite Stones song. It was on Tacky Thumbs. Do you guys give up? Aaron, we have never given up in the history of the show. Okay, well, I'm just concerned that you don't know your bear taxonomy. Yeah, I might not know my bear taxonomy. I'm yeah, I'm I'm pretty damn stumped. Um is it from a specific part of South America? They're Peruvian. They're Peruvian? Is mm-hmm. it the type of bear that Paddington bear is? It is that type of bear. Um so we could just say that you you got can that I, kind of bear. Uh, can I look it up? Yeah, that's fine. What kind of bear is he? 
Oh, you just look up Peruvian bear. Oh. Oh, the Andean short-faced bear. I forgot no, that there okay, was Okay, but it's other name. Sure. Is it? Okay. Because it's I'm, John Lennon. Right. Oh, funny. the thing about John Lennon is that he wears glasses. Yes. Is it the spectacled bear? It is the spectacled bear. <laughs> the spectacled bear. <laughs> it's got these little markings on its face. And it looks like it's wearing glasses. I don't know that I've ever seen one of those. Oh, really? I, you would know. They're very cute. They are very cute. I feel like, I don't know if they were at the St. Louis Zoo. So. This bear's a cutie. So you guys did a really good job. You guessed everything. Hooray! So, Aaron. Yes. This week. Yes. You were thinking of a an all-bear cover band of the Beatles, the Bear Tolls, mm-hmm. whose members are... David. A Malayan sun bear as Ringo Starr. A grizzly bear as George Berrison. <laughs> a spectacled bear as John Lennon. And a panda bear as Paul McCartney. It's true. And guys, the song that they close their show with is Black Bear. <sighs> Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful and perfect and amazing. I appreciate it. Aaron, I am so glad you came on the podcast. I am also so glad you came on the podcast. That was wonderful. I'm really glad too. Should we go over to the Scoratorium? Let's do it. So, Aaron, you're running the Scoratorium this week, and as is company policy, as is show policy, the guest always gets to modify the Scoratorium in some way. So tell us briefly what you've what you've done, what's going on in that area. Well, your score this week was calculated by an infinite number of Diana monkeys pounding on an infinite number of keyboards in order to come up with this particular number. Oh, okay. Aaron, how did we do? You guys got the answer in... Looks like 17 questions. All right. So you you squeaked by this Pretty, Pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. There are a lot of bears. But we still did it. Yeah, a lot of bears to guess there. I and my infinite number of Diana monkeys congratulate you. Thank you. And the Bertels. (sighs) And that's how you play 20 20 Questions questions Tuesday. Tuesday. Aaron, thank you again for coming on the show. That was awesome. You are an incredible guest, and you are also an amazing friend. Aw, thank you guys. I had so much fun being on your show. It was really nice. Amazing to talk to you and hear all about your adventures. Uh, do you have anything that you want to, like, promote or plug? Yeah, you want to plug about? some stuff? Um, I guess I'll plug science. All right. Science, science is, is great. great. Yeah. I'm Jinx. <laughs> again. Aaron, thank you again so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. For coming on. Thank you. It was delightful. We would love it. If you'd leave a review for us on iTunes, just search for 20 Questions Tuesday on the iTunes store. You can give us a star rating or leave a written review, and we'll thank you on a future episode. For special bonus content and show notes, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 20QuestionsTuesday, and follow us on Twitter at 20QuestionsTues. And you can keep up with everything we do at 20QuestionsTuesday.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license music you heard under the show this week was by the good laws also licensed under creative commons license up next stay tuned for jeopardy electrified metal spikes edition i'm david reinstrom and i'm david brunell brutman good night